back from a nice place that you love to shop. Can you get away? Get to sit down, let's talk it out. to all of our listeners around the world logged on to qmzradio.com the quality music zone and johnnoradio.com of course i have to say good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is friday july 2019 gif it's feature friday our feature friday artist for today is chris brown we also have the friday mix summer party series with mix master kavan that's coming up later on Gotta say thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments with Me Media, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Let me be the one, baby. And we have the headlines coming up right after that and here are the headlines we have for you today in international news american english teacher arrested and charged for operating large amphetamine factory in taiwan hmm. 
Z warns Biden against playing with fire over Taiwan. Pink diamond found in Angola believed to be largest in 300 years. India wants to open up lithium mining in quest for batteries. Russia's Lavrov says he will discuss U.S. prisoner swap offer. In news out of North America, Oregon arsonist arrested after local residents captured and tied him to a tree. Pregnant woman struck three times as two groups exchanged over 100 shots in D.C. The Rap Act bill introduced to Congress will ban lyrics from being used as evidence in court. Black family sues Sesame Street theme park for $25 million, alleging discrimination against black guests. The MDCPS board votes 5-4 to keep current sexual ed textbooks. And commissioners approve bill to choose designated zone for homeless population. In business and tech news, Southwest will no longer put an expiration date on flight credits. In sports news, LeBron James files trademark for famous Fox News insult, shut up and dribble. Out of Latin America, at least five migrants are dead, 66 rescued in waters of Puerto Rico. Venezuela and Colombia agree to re-establish diplomatic ties. And Mexico City Police sees more than one ton of cocaine in historic confiscation. In Believe It or Not news, Ron DeSantis' administration files complaint against the restaurant over sexually explicit drag shows. Neo-Nazi Marine plotted mass murder and rape campaigns with white power group to increase the production of white children. Cincinnati police officer caught on camera professing her hate for black people. I blank hate them. Florida mother killed in Uber by friend following argument over drinking. Writer who said his wife wasn't the most intelligent or beautiful stands on his statements. Nobody is getting an apology. And in entertainment news, Khalees accuses Beyonce of theft, says she sampled her record on Renaissance without her knowledge. We have the details of this coming up after the music break. Here's some more from um, Chris Brown, our feature Friday artist for today. Yeah. You like it, what you see? Everything designer that's on me. That's why the when I walk, looking like you, just trying to fuck, yeah. This trip got you in heat, it's jumping, baby girl, hop on these knees, yeah. You know that I'm on beat, yeah. All these trips got you in heat, yeah. This trip got you in heat, it's jumping, baby girl, hop on these knees, yeah. Not sure what's going on today. The music is sticking on me. I do apologize for that. Okay, let's see if we can get it back started. I do apologize. No, I can't dance, but I can dance on ya. Swiss on the beat. Chris, move your feet. And baby, I could transform you him to a me. I could change your life, make it so new. Make you never want to go back to the old you. So rock and line, give it a little time. She gon' transform like Optimus Prime Need a ride, I can range you up Money, I can change you up You can have your own, no longer be 
Once again, to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. And now it's time for the details, and we're starting off with international news. An American English teacher has been arrested and charged for operating an amphetamine factory in Taiwan. An American teacher identified by the Chinese surname Lin was one of four people arrested for their alleged involvement in a massive amphetamine factory operation. The entire sting got busted after police received a tip that two women who'd previously been arrested for making narcotics returned to the game with a new narcotics business in Taitung City, the New York Post reports. 
thinking Lynn's job as an English teacher would ward off the attention of law enforcement, Lynn and his two comrades built and operated an amphetamine factory out of a building that used to be a bar Lynn owned. Despite their attempt to stay under the radar, the fist of the law came knocking. During an investigation, authorities connected Lynn's trips to a warehouse where production equipment was being stored to the drug factory. Lin and three others, Lo, Chen, and Cheng, were all taken into custody on March 11 after being raided, the New York Post reports. In the bust, police seized more than 2.5 pounds of amphetamines, more than 21 pounds of unfinished amphetamine equipment, and more. Z warns Biden against playing with fire over Taiwan. Chinese President Jinping has warned his U.S. counterpart Joe Biden against playing with fire over Taiwan as the pair held their fifth call as leaders at a time of simmering economic and geopolitical tensions. Chinese state media reported that Z told Biden that the United States should abide by the one China principle and stressed that China firmly opposed Taiwanese independence and interference by external forces. Those who play with fire will only get burnt, Jinping said. That was his quote when he spoke with Biden. We hope the U.S. side can see this clearly. The White House said in a statement that Biden told Jinping that U.S. policy had not changed and Washington strongly opposes unilateral efforts to change the status quo or undermine peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait, the body of water separating the island from mainland China. The Thursday call, which lasted more than two hours, came as Biden aims to find new ways to work with China amid growing global competition and tensions between the two nations over human rights, global health and economic policy, among other issues. Most recently, Beijing has issued escalating warnings over potential visit to Taiwan by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, saying it would view such a trip as a provocation. The self-governing island receives informal defensive support from the U.S., but China considers it part of its territory and has not ruled out the use of force to achieve its goals. So um, I saw an article this morning. So this article I pulled last night, but I saw an article this morning and I'm trying to find it again, which says that um, Nancy Pelosi is going on her trip as planned. So <laughs> to me, that's a clear indication that we don't care. These people are asking you to honor, honor <laughs> their requests. And not stoke the fire. But, you know, and you can't blame people for feeling that the U.S. Is a, comes across as a bully. Their behavior, are, they have bully traits. Because if a country is telling you that they don't want someone there, why would we go against it? Isn't that what, kind of like Russia and Ukraine? Nobody wanted Russia to go into Ukraine, but Ukraine went just the same. And look at what happened. Russia ignored everybody's demands. Look at what happened. Isn't that what we're doing now? If, if, if they're asking you and they're saying to you and they're warning you, 
that um yeah she departs for asia today yeah it's on cnn pelosi okay so here it is pelosi departing for asia today but taiwan stopped still uncertain so she's not 100 percent sure but what i will say at this point is um stay away her trip includes stops in japan south korea malaysia and singapore and right now the the trip to taiwan is uncertain and i would say cross it off your list um pelosi please we can't take anymore and china is not playing remember we already depend on china for everything we use in this country from a pin to an anchor every single thing comes out of china right so please let's not create any unnecessary problems right let us not continue to propel the idea that this country is a bully a diplomatic bully let's not do that let us learn to respect others as we demand that they respect us that's all it is a rare pink diamond of 170 carats discovered in angola recently is being feted as the largest such gemstone found in 300 years called the lulo rose it was found at the Lulo Alluvial, Alluvial Diamond Mine in Angola's Lula Norte region. This is according to the mine's owner, the Lucapa Diamond Company. And I'll have you know that this company is based in Australia. If I'm, yeah, their headquarters in, is in Australia. And I'm going to save my comments till the end. Uh, yeah, they announced it on their website on Wednesday. Only one in 10,000 diamonds is colored pink. So you're certainly looking at a very rare article when you find a very large pink diamond, Lokapa CEO Stephen Weatherall told the Associated Press News Agency. The pink gemstone is expected to fetch a high value when auctioned, but Weatherall said he did not know what kind of premium will be paid because of its color. Lula or Lulo is an alluvial mine, which means the stones are recovered from a riverbed. Lucapa is searching for the underground deposits known as kimberlite pipes, which would be the main source of the diamonds, said Weatherall, speaking from the company's headquarters in Australia. And my question is, how much stake ownership does Angola have in this mine? Because what I'm seeing here, and this is what continues to happen on the continent, the resources are being mined by other countries, owned by other countries. And all I want to know is what benefit is passed on to the originating country, the country from whom we are taking the resources the, the the finds these precious gems and stones because i guarantee you that 170 carat diamond rare pink diamond is going to fetch a very high price to the benefit of the australians not the angolans ah uh, yeah i'm gonna leave that right there 
So India is seeking to change laws to allow private miners to extract lithium, the key ingredient for batteries used for electric vehicles and energy storage, as the nation aims to be more self-sufficient in green technologies. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government wants lawmakers' approval for amendments to existing policies in the current session of parliament, according to people familiar with the plans. Eight minerals, including lithium, beryllium, and zirconium, will be removed from a restricted list that currently prohibits production by private companies. The changes would allow the government to auction permits to exploit lithium reserves, the people said, asking not to be named as the matter is not yet public. They are also aimed at reducing India's independence on imports, or dependence rather on imports, for some key minerals, and to put the country in a better position to compete in the lucrative battery supply chain, according to the people. A mines ministry spokesperson did not immediately respond to a request for comment. And our next story, uh, Russia's Lavrov says he will discuss U.S. prisoner swap offer. So it seems to be on the table. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said today that he's open to a call with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken to discuss a possible, possible prisoner swap involving American basketball star Brittany Griner. Blinken said Wednesday that Washington had offered Russia a deal that would bring home Griner and another jailed American, Paul Whelan. A person familiar with the matter said the U.S. government proposed trading convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout for Whelan and Griner. Speaking on a visit to Uzbekistan, Lavrov said his ministry had received an official request for a call after Blinken made the statement. Russia's top diplomat said he would be ready once he returns to Moscow and that the timing of the call was being worked out. Lavrov said he was open to discussing the prisoner exchange, even though the foreign ministry has not been involved in previous discussions on the issue. I will listen to what he has to say, Lavrov added. Asked Thursday about the U.S. offer, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov replied that prisoner swaps were typically negotiated discreetly behind the scenes. We know that such issues are discussed without any such release of information, Peskov told reporters during a conference call. Normally, the public learns about it when the agreements are already implemented. Blinken's comments marked the first time the U.S. government publicly revealed any concrete action it has taken to secure Griner's release. The two-time Olympic gold medalist and player for the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, as we remember, was arrested at a Moscow airport in mid-February. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, I think we talk a little bit too much. We, we publicize a little bit too much everything we do. <clears throat> but it's is there a glimmer of hope? Let's see. And let us hope that the Biden administration is able to woo the Kremlin um, stroke the Kremlin very carefully, figure out the soft spots, because if they say anything, anything at all, any little minute thing that goes against their view, their you know their outlook, of course you know that's a quick shutdown because they're not quick to negotiate, right? So let's see. 
let's see how that will play out for them right we're going to take another quick break when we return it is stories out of north america here is some more from our feature friday artist chris brown what it is folks this right here is the 16 yo feet now i'm chris bracy me myself i'm the 23 yo ceo Young Carter, harder than the motherboards. Yeah. I ain't yeah. even frontin', baby. I could take a summer yeah. off. I could break a woman yeah. off. I could take the stomach yeah. off. One of my trucks, now I'm riding in the goods. Oh. Line it on up, guarantee you get served. Yeah. Little Chris said, run it, so I run into her. I'm that cash money, young and bird, man, junior. Just a president looking for a mind of curves. The young boy just turned 16, and I got six foes and hot bikes that I rock. Sweeties on my clock, but all the swinging in that bikini just might convince me. Slow all the traffic down to a complete stop. Cause you speak in that slang that I talk. That sassy tempo with that walk. Maybe the reason that all the teenies may never see me. Mama, you make me three years older, but you like. Give me that. You be talking like you like what I got. Give me that. I know you like it how I lean in the lack. You could be in the back saying, Give me, give me, give me. Mama, you make me three years older, but you like. Give me that. Got a young boy ready to do Ooh. If you take a chance and let me put them things on you I can show you why I make them straight A's in school I'm a hustler, just my frame and age Got you thinking that I'm just too young to turn your page I can picture a switch and lanes In the coupe with you on the phone screaming my name Mama, you may be three years older but you like Tryna holla at you. I ain't upset, but I blind you if I smile at you. You're rocking with young Chris and the best rapper. So leave your phone, bring your friends, let the rest happen. A little Patron, Lil Hen, I'm on Cavalli Vodka. I'm in Cavalli jeans, got on Cavalli boxes. I'm fresher than a newborn. And um, I could work you out like a futon. And um, you could leave your birthday suit on. I'ma leave my boots on. I'ma leave my jewels on. Never know what you want. I'ma leave that too long. Never know who harm. I learned that from a Biggie song yeah. on to a new one Something like a red bone Ooh, I think she like me She got me on a ringtone And I told her get Thank it. you to all our listeners Logged on to the Quality Music Zone QMZRadio.com JohnOradio.com And everyone here with me on Clubhouse Where the conversation happens I'm Moments With Me You're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go Every Monday through Friday Starting at 9 a.m. To 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. TGIF, it's Friday. We made it. Yes, I'm so relieved. We're, <laughs> it's also Feature Friday, and we're playing the songs of Chris Brown today. He is our Feature Friday artist, so we're celebrating him through music. And now it is time for Stories Out of North America. An Oregon man was captured.
captured and tied to a tree by residents after causing multiple wildfires. Since Monday, officials had been searching for a man who is allegedly responsible for igniting two fires in Curry County. The Bureau of Land Management notified law enforcement about a white male who was seen starting fires. The Curry County Sheriff's Office then contacted multiple agencies to help extinguish the fires and locate the man. Once the fires were contained, three residents spotted a man who fit the suspect's description. According to Sheriff John Ward, the man became combative with the residents. However, the locals were able to restrain him by tying him to a tree until the police arrived. The suspect was later identified as 30-year-old Trenon Smith. Smith was arrested at the scene and transferred to a hospital for his injuries allegedly sustained from a fall. Shortly after, he was booked into the Curry County Jail. He was hit with two charges of arson in the first degree, and one count of reckless burning. Smith's bond is set at $100,000. The cooperation and partnership between all agencies when something like this occurs is remarkable, said Sheriff Ward. The quick actions and getting the fires out most certainly averted a catastrophe and saved lives. The total area burnt is less than one acre. If the fires had not been contained and if they had got out of control, they could have blocked all the residents and visitors from having an escape route. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because um, they tied him to the tree. Kind of, sounds kind of something we would do in the Caribbean, right? You catch somebody, you, <laughs> you take justice into your own hands, right? <laughs> oh boy, but I'm, you know, I really am glad they were able to get a hold of him. And this one is so sad. A pregnant woman was shot three times when a shootout broke out in southeast Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. According to the Metropolitan Police Department, over 100 shots were fired between several cars in the 2600 block of Bernie Place at around 3 p.m. When authorities arrived, they located a pregnant woman suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. She was initially listed in critical condition. As of Thursday, reports have indicated that she is now in stable condition at a local hospital. Though police now suspect that the brazen attack was planned, they believe the woman was an innocent bystander and was not the target. The victim told authorities that she was the property manager where the gunfire occurred and that she was pregnant. At this time, the condition of her unborn child remains unknown. Detectives found about 90 shell casings at the scene. MPD announced they had also located both cars involved in the shooting near the 3100 block of Bruce Place in Southeast. Both vehicles were confirmed stolen and had been set on fire. Later Wednesday night, a separate shooting about just 2.5 miles south left one man dead and two wounded. Like the earlier shooting, this one also let off at least 90 bullets. Police do not believe the incidents are related, but are still investigating. A new bill seeking to ban rap lyrics from being used as evidence in court has reached Congress. On Wednesday, Congressmen Hank Johnson and Jamal Bowman introduced the RAP Act to the U.S. House of Representatives. The bill, which stands for Restoring Artistic Protection, was proposed following concerns over lyrics being used against artists in criminal cases. Representative Bowman says rap, hip-hop, and every lyrical 
musical piece is a beautiful form of art and expression that must be protected. Our judicial system disparately criminalizes black and brown lives, including black and brown creativity. He continued, evidence shows when juries believe lyrics to be rap lyrics, there is a tendency to presume it's a confession, whereas lyrics for other genres of music are understood to be art, not factual reporting. This act would ensure that our evidentiary standards protect the First Amendment right to freedom of expression. We cannot imprison our talented artists for expressing their experiences, nor will we let their creativity be suppressed. The Rap Act, which mimics the Rap Music on Trial Bill, is being supported by various music industry groups. This includes the Grammy Recording Academy, the Recording Industry Association of America, RIAA, and Warner Music Group. The bill comes shortly after Young Thug and Gunner were indicted on racketeering charges. Prosecutors claim that Thug's YSL label is a criminal street gang behind a string of violent crimes. Some of their lyrics were used as evidence to support the allegations. Prosecutors claim lyrics like, it's all mob business, we know to kill the biggest cats of all kittens, are an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Uh, well, the black family, they are not done. A Sesame Street-themed amusement park is being sued for $25 million by a Baltimore family who says that many costumed characters neglected a five-year-old black girl at a meet-and-greet session last month. The complaint was brought about by a video that went viral on social media and appeared to show two other black girls being ignored by a costumed employee during a parade at a park outside of Philadelphia in Langhorne. After the video went viral early this month, Sesame Police apologized and pledged to provide better training for its staff. The lawsuit was filed in Philadelphia Federal Court against SeaWorld Parks and the owner of Sesame Place, alleging pervasive and appalling race discrimination. The lawsuit claims that during the meet and greet, the lawsuit claims that during the meet and greet on June 18, four employees dressed as Sesame Street characters ignored Quinton Burns, his daughter Kennedy Burns, and other black guests. According to the lawsuit, SeaWorld's performers readily engaged with numerous similarly situated white customers. On Wednesday, during a press conference, Malcolm Ruff, one of the family's attorneys, demanded transparency from SeaWorld and compensation for the Burns family. Um, and interesting to note, if you didn't know before, my listeners online, I know Coffee and listeners on Clubhouse know this, but if you were not aware, Sesame Street was actually started in Harlem. Yes, created by blacks, for blacks, and um, like everything else, it's taken over. And now <laughs> you're going to show or display this kind of behavior towards black people. Shame on you. Shame on the people that you hire to work for you. Go right ahead. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Javette. Good morning. So... Okay, this person that is asking for the lawsuit, 
I understand everybody's issue with what's going on, especially since how Sesame Street came about. And there's a good video on YouTube if you guys need to go see that. But $25 million? Really? <laughs> like, really? This is, to me, I'm just saying, to me, this is one of those frivolous lawsuits and this person is an opportunist now if he opens it up as a class action suit yep. so everyone who have had this issue is able to <laughs> reap some type of benefit from it then I can say okay but when I saw the interview <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. What's my what's my favorite word? Frackle knackle. <laughs> exactly. And I yield my mic. Listen, Javette, I thought the same thing too. And but people will say, you know something, Javette? We're gonna get our reparation however we can. We are gonna cash in however we can, one way or another. So let's go for the kill. And I think they know they may not get that amount. I think they're fully aware. I doubt they're gonna get it. I really do. But you're right. That's a display of selfishness. I'm looking out for my family, my family only. Even though what triggered me to seek legal action or to pursue legal action was the experience of this other family. Right? So if this recent occurrence is what prompted you Shouldn't you extend it to them? Shouldn't you want to include them? And you're right, include others as well. But that speaks to the selfishness of us as human beings. Self, self, self. I'm going to get me my check. And as melanated people, <clears throat> excuse me. these are just one of the lessons, just one of the lessons, because we have many, mm -hmm. that we have to learn in order for us to be strong in this society yep it's just one of the lessons baby i'm sorry that this happened to you but <laughs> and they can finish that <laughs> i know what you mean thank you Javette. so the miami-dade county school board i'm sorry go ahead uh was that james good morning james yes. good morning morning everyone Oh, I can, I can say morning, ladies. Yes, you have us all to yourself, James. You should feel morning, honored ladies. this morning. I am. <laughs> Go yeah. right ahead. Yeah, so, no, back to the, the, the story that you were talking about with the with the music. Yes, yes. It, yeah, it's it's so ironic because, like, if you, if you follow the history of the music, um, like, gangster rap, as we know it now, was... was encouraged and endorsed by um the, the mainstream music um people back in the days um because you know when 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 rap started out rap was pretty much um almost like 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 a spin-off from like reggae dancehall type of thing mm -hmm. and it it kind of it kind of had the same the same image as reggae so it was about oppression fighting oppression, fighting, you know, against the system, you know, police and stuff like that. So if you if you if you check most of the, the, the earlier rap, 
there was nothing um, self-destructive about it, degrading black women, degrading, you know, you know, black men and stuff like that. And they encouraged it. So it's, it's like they, they, they weren't comfortable with the music the same way they weren't comfortable with uh, reggae um, fighting against the system. They weren't comfortable with it, um, with, with hip hop doing that. So they, they incentivized them to, to kind of turn it on themselves. And then fast forward now and, you know, it gets it's out of control. And now they're trying to put a stop to something that they created because it wasn't like this before. Like it, it was pretty much if you, if you listen to like, um, what's his name, Common? Mm -hmm. That was where um, hip hop was going. Um, and right now, Common is the only person that survived without degrading people. Like, rappers don't really get to any level at all if they try to do anything positive mm -hmm. because the industry incentivized them to, to use the N-word, to use the B-word, to use all of that. And now, like, they created this monster. I know it's out of control. I know they're trying to put a stop to it. So <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't think we realize, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have been brainwashed through music. I don't think we realize it. We don't realize that we're being, we are literally puppets on strings. We don't realize it. Because, and this is why I, I say, Upcoming musicians, James, young people aspiring to be in the industry, learn the business so that you don't have to sign on their dotted line. Because by signing on their dotted line, you have to conform to their requirements. Right? When you hit that studio and you pour out your heart and, and your talent, if, if it doesn't meet their idea of um, perfection, or the message that they're trying to put out, or the way they're trying to portray you, it's you, It's not going to get produced. It's not going to happen. So we have to take back control, take back ownership, so that we can move in the direction that we intended originally. That's what we have to do. Don't be so quick to sign that dotted line. Yes, so they're dangling $10 million in front of you, but that $10 million comes at a cost. And it's not all yours because as you jump on that private plane, deduction. As you go to that restaurant, deduction. Video, um, music video, deduction. And it's, <laughs> it's your whole team. And by the time you're done, if you get a million, you're lucky. Yeah, and I, I don't think people realize, like, the, the, the biggest um, contributor of, like, self-destruction to, like, Af especially African-American men is hip-hop like just, just look just look at from say 1970 when you, you had those um those um pioneers that started it and fast forward to now and you look at the average young black male in america that that loves hip-hop like you can't go and get a job like everybody has tattoo in their face like everybody wearing their their pants like way down at their knees and stuff like that now and and it's the music the music is what that what caused that and that that's not what it was supposed to be it was when when it started you know it it it, it was you know the same way like how bob marley was um pointing out oppression and, and the system and stuff like that if you if, if you check some of the early hip-hop music 
that's what it was all about. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, they start using the N-word, they start using all sort of words to degrade themselves, mm -hmm. degrade their, the, the women in the, in the community. And then um, this thing, I remember when the, 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 the pants without the belt started from the prison system, one of the, those rappers went to prison. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah. And, and came back out and started it. And like back then, people thought, okay, this was going to be like a short-lived phase. Mm -hmm. And it's about 20 years now. <laughs> and and every time you see these young guys, their their pants, they're walking like crab. <laughs> Penguins. Yeah, they're they're walking and, and how do you how do you get a job? And 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 these are the the, the, the same guys that police look at them and, 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 and start um stereotyping them because of the way they dress, because mm -hmm. of the tattoo in their face. And and yeah, and the industry, that's what they wanted. And now they're gonna turn around and say, like, oh, like you guys are putting this stuff in the music when they incentivize them to do it in the first place you know yeah you're absolutely right but we we need to wake up and we need to learn and i have a rule in our house our children cannot wear their pants sagging and of course we have all boys it's a huge no-no and they know it but i'm sorry other people feel that it's okay for i don't want to see what color brief you're wearing today and i don't think people understand that the, the message they're sending is that you're available but yet it's a lot of homophobic men who wear their pants with their asses out a lot of homophobic men wear their pants with their asses out telling people i'm available and i don't and they don't care to change it. They think it's part of our culture. So you're saying that we are an imprisoned set of people? Yes, we are. That's what I'm saying. Mentally, we are imprisoned. That we have fallen into the very trap that they have set for us. And then we're asking them to stop profiling us. When we're, you know, I could go on and on. We're so brainwashed that. We're so far gone down the rabbit hole. We don't even know how to find our way back, James. Unfortunately. Yeah, and, and the worst thing to the yesterday, like, trust me, like, sometimes I wish it was like old school Jamaica, where, where like you could approach stranger and just like, you know, scold them or, or, or slap them up the head or something like that. Because <laughs> every time I see one of them, like, and the worst thing, like, ninety percent of them, bad color um, underwear. <laughs> yeah. Like white, something was supposed to be white and it turned gray. <laughs> you know, that, that's the worst thing about it. I, I that, like, I hate Oh my gosh. But, but, like, I told my daughter, like, if you ever bring somebody like that in front of me, World War Three. No, nope. What? Well, already, no, like, nope. Well, James. No, nobody with them, with them, with them boxers, I, I, I show them bottom, you know, nope. You're doing the right thing. You have to set the precedence. And I have to say, I. I'm thinking as you're talk as you just say as you're just saying that I can't even talk today. It's Friday. Um, as you're just saying that, <laughs> I'm thinking about the friends of all our sons that come to the house. And Marlon, if you're awake, because I know you're probably half asleep, half awake, can probably tell me if I'm wrong. But I have never seen any one of them come here and their pants are below their waists. So what that tells me is that it's the training 
that they're getting from home. It's what is allowed, what their parents are willing to allow. If you don't straighten your sons up, guess what? They're going to do whatever they want to do. And I have to knock on wood and say thank God for that. Not one of their friends. And we have one son, oh Lord, he has a roster of friends. Like he running for Congress or something. Not one of them. Not one. I couldn't tell you what color underwear these boys have on. Because they're, they're, they, they wear their pants or their shorts at their waist. So I, I have to say thank you to those parents. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Rosolo. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, yeah, yeah. So James, <laughs> James, meant, James said, how do they get jobs? Um, so I will share with you that they don't. They don't. Good recruiters, good HR, uh, talent acquisition, we don't hire them. Um, I just had a conversation with a manager in Delta, <laughs> high in Delta, higher up in Delta yesterday, and he said that he was doing an interview, and the young gentleman came with um, jean shorts and long socks and slides. <laughs> And so when he walked in, being that he's so, and he's a, he's a, he's from Trinidad. So think, think, think about this now. So he said, um, you know, he sat down for a second and he looked at the gentleman. He said, I'm not going to do this interview. I'm not going to do this interview. He said, what in the world made you think that you could come to an interview at Delta Airlines in the corporate office with what you have on? You know, and I told him, I said, that's not that because I see people coming. I've seen um, girls come in hooker shorts um, and hooker, leather pants with hooker heels. Um, I had to turn her around. I've seen the sparkle jeans at, that to turn you around. One girl came with her, her child for an interview, her young son. And I asked her, well, where, did, where are you going to put him? Where is he going to stay while you're going in for your interview? And she said she was going to take him with her. He's quiet. He behaves. So... <laughs> that's the mentality of the young generation right now. I, and I'm, I'm saying our young brown generation. Can I ask? Yes, yes, Jeanette. Yes. Ask your question, please. I so hope I have one, an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so one um, moment. You can also probably um, thank your sons because even if they have friends that dress that way, they will tell the boys, when you come to my house, you better make sure your clothes looks this way. You're probably mm -hmm. right there, Javette. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because my daughter has done that. And then for Rosolo and James, I want to ask that, have you ever spoken to the people that came and gave them maybe a hint or an example of how they need to dress and come back? Yes, ma'am. Every time, every okay. time I experience yes. it, every time I experience it at my job, I do. I do. That's the kind of person I am. I, I talk to them and I, cause I don't want them to feel ashamed. I don't right. want, I don't want the experience to be right. negative. Right. I want them. To, I want to, I want them to work because I realize that they need guidance. And I've yes. been in operations and, and moments knows I've yeah. been in call centers, 20 managed, directed BP. I've done it. So I understand the mentality, but I won't, and I, but I won't allow us to fail. You understand what I'm saying? So I do, I sit and I speak with them. I'll, I'll pull them aside and I'll speak with them. Um, and he did as well with that gentleman. He had a long, he said he had a, the interview, he didn't do the interview, but the conversation he had with the gentleman probably took longer than the interview would have. 
good because that helped me and a girlfriend when we were just coming up in the corporate world and we didn't dress um, badly, but mm -hmm. um, you know, those little kind of stretchy pants that you used mm -hmm. to wear back in the day. Yeah. Um, she had went on an interview with um, the smoking company, the big smoking company. And the, she got the job, but after she got the job, the lady mentioned to her, you know, you, you have, there's those $99, you know, $9.99 stores, stores yep. or whatever, $10 mm -hmm. stores. Mm -hmm. She said, go get you a black skirt, yep. a gray skirt, a blue mm -hmm. skirt, and then get you a couple of tops. And each, each time you get paid, get you another top. Yep. And yep. that's, that starts your rotation. Right. And right. from, and from that mentoring, helped us and let me tell you we weren't bad because you know especially me as caribbean we you know you have your house clothes your street yes. clothes your church clothes yep. right but it was the specific pants that we were wearing at the time with the palazzo bottoms you yes. know she was like no <laughs> no and we thought you know we were cute okay yeah. All right. and, no, and also it wasn't proper <laughs> that's yeah it's not proper for an interview or business but also we provide when we send our interview requests out and their, their confirmation we provide a we provide dress code requirements and a link for them to watch a video to see an ex examples of how to dress and prior to covid um they used to have a rack where people would bring in their you know used clothes so people if they didn't have some people don't have it they and we're talking about yeah. call center agents oh, they're making 14 15 dollars and so we're gonna i asked them the other day to re-implement that because that's key to me you're asking them to dress you're paying them 14 dollars an hour 15 dollars an hour right about now um no one's going out shopping to get new clothes and get right. you know dress pants so if we can help them out or they can help each other out you know some people that. lost weight or some people gained weight you know i have you know you just give away give you know tip for tap you know that's how i get that's a it. wonderful I'm, idea i love it love wonderful. it love i think it. more companies should implement that thank you yes and i'll I tell them say, you did that yeah and i would say rosolo and javed and to everyone here let us see how we can get that um initiative going because you are right. Some people are down and out and we don't mm -hmm. want to um, have them miss out, an, out on an opportunity to improve themselves by being able to secure a job. So, and that is something I have done as well in the set, what Rosolo mentioned in the terms of um, guiding them, say, hey, listen, you know, X, Y, Z. And Javet, that what they what you exp what you explained about shopping at the nine ninety nine store, you know, get some clothes. You know, you take your time, ball crawl before you can ball, right? I would encourage people to do that too. So I am glad that's being done, but we need to make it an an initiative. Um, mm -hmm. for those of us who have the opportunity and the privilege, and yes, I call it a privilege to be able to guide or mentor someone let us do so with love and compassion because we don't know what people are going through so for example naturalist and his going about out there in his in the, in his business in the dj business if he can if he has someone who is working with him and he can say to them hey young man you know pull, you, pull just keep your keep your pants at your your waist you know your, your pants at your waist because this is what it's going to provide for you it's going to open up these doors for you the thing is you can't just tell people pull your pants up 
this generation you have to give them a reason right um if you're gonna tell a young lady you need to be wearing a brazier when you come to work oh i've had to do that um you need to let them know why because the truth is they don't all come from situations where people are able to guide them accordingly right um and we do it with love and compassion so kudos to you again rose solo and yes please encourage your company to reinstate that program and to anyone listening if you are working in corporate or any organization as a matter of fact and you can make that that suggestion as to how people should dress depending on the type of job they're going in for an interview for or the industry that they're in put yourself together right it's important because first impressions do last first impressions do last and another thing that i like and i hope other companies do this while you're turning them away reschedule reschedule with them give them a fair chance now if after you have given them the advice made the recommendation rescheduled have them come back and they still out of line well at that point it's on them at that point it's on them another thing that i've noticed is that some people will come to job interview stink of weed you can't do that folks come to the job interview come, to, come a first to an day. interview yeah the first day they stink come in there like, yeah yeah this is it's not a dance you're going to you're looking for a job and then Another thing that I would um, implore a lot of people to do is find out the culture, the workplace culture of the organization you're trying to get into. Because some organizations, if you have tattoos that are visible, you can't work there. If you have tattoos up and down your arms, pr be prepared to wear long sleeves. And that's their culture. They're not discriminating. It's their culture because everybody slams everything on the discrimination oh they just trying to hold me down no they are not they have a standard and it's either you're going to live up to their standard or you find somewhere else to go there are companies if you have a tattoo in your face you're not going to get that job if you have multiple piercings you're not going to get that job there are companies that tell you you cannot wear a nose piercing you cannot wear a lip piercing you cannot wear so many piercings up your ears when you come to work one pair of earrings that's it there are some jobs in, in the medical field you can't have long nails in the army you cannot have long nails go right ahead good morning naturalist hey, good morning as guys here having this um this conversation uh, a friend of mine was driving was driving an uber and uh, he picked up this young man and you know through conversation you know they have a very good conversation and he realized that the young man was going for a job interview. But when he looks at the, the young man's attire, he's like, if I was interviewing this person, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm sorry, you're going you're gonna to pass judgment of their personal appearance. So luckily, you know, he always had clothes in his car. So he gave, he gave him a dress shirt, he gave him a tie, and um, he gave him a pair of, a pair of dress suits. And he's like, the guy just started freaking balling because he's like, you know, I've been trying, you know, I have, I have no clothes. So, you know, sometimes people wear what they have to these, to these spaces, not necessarily because that's what they want to wear, mm -hmm. but, um, that is, um, that is what they have. And sometimes I know that we are quick to pass judgment sometimes. How could they? 
But sometimes, you know, you know, we are more fortunate than, than, than a lot of people out there. And then I, I see some people going through some things, and I'm like, yo, yeah, damn, man, they got, they, they got. I thought I had it rough sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, man, they got it rough at sometimes. I think we're, we just need to have more compassion, man. Like right now, I, you know, I've, you know, I've, you know, mentors, so many people have, so many people right now, between two companies, you know, we have quite a few employees, and I'm always instilling them your appearance is a key. Like when I do a wedding, even even I'm not if I'm not the DJ, I'm dressed as if I'm a part of the bridal party. I, I'm still I, I'm just presenting myself in a way that they can't. Oh my God, look at that guy over there! Mm-hmm. You know, and I try to tell all the workers that whenever you're going out, you're not representing yourself, but you're also representing the company, and you have to you know dress a certain way. And we reach as far as we actually buy them shirts. You know, nice polo shirt, so yes. they they at least they can have look a certain way. So sometimes, you know, we instead we complain, you see somebody just you know what? Next thing you're in the store, buy them a nice shirt. Yes. Buy them, buy them, buy them, buy them a, a little jacket, and uh, get them an idea. How even see those those shows they like the extreme makeover, where folks are always dressing one way. Yes. And when you take them and you put them into a suit or a nice dress, and they're like. Oh my God! I never could imagine myself this way. Yeah. A lot of folks can't imagine themselves any other way than how they see themselves on a daily basis. So it's for us to help them to um, have that vision to see themselves in another way. Thank you for that, naturalist. Thank you. And I'll say this to close out on that conversation. I remember um, high school back in Jamaica. Once you hit. And let me see if I get this right. I'm not sure if it was just the 11th grade, which we call fifth form. That's the last year of high school. Or it was in fourth form, which is the 10th grade. But I remember you, you would have, um, you'd have to dress as though you're going to either a business meeting or an interview. Yes. So I went to an all-girls school and you were groomed to be a young lady anyway, right? To make it worse, I, my mother <laughs> was also the principal of said high school at one point. Um, yeah, even the color underwear you wear under certain type of clothing. Down to that, you are taught the right thing, how your nails are to be groomed. Uh, appearance is key because, again, as I said, not everybody has the opportunity to be able to have that kind of exposure. Um, and I think it's something schools should do here. Career, career week, that's the name of it. Career week, where you'd have to put on, you, you know, you wear your stockings and your, your heels and, you know, you, you, you just look real spiffy. And it helped many people. I'm going to give out this little tip to women in particular today. Um, Please, I'm going to ask, when you're wearing a spaghetti strap or a, um, what you call it, sports style tank top, please wear a strapless bra. We don't want to see your bra straps, okay? If you're wearing a white top, please do not wear a pink brassiere, a red brassiere, a floral brassiere. We don't need to know what color your underwear is, all right? If you're wearing something 
a fitted skirt or pants that fits close. We don't want to see your panty line. So either you're going to wear on wear underwear that's full coverage, right? Because I saw a video the other day. I can't remember if it was on TikTok or on Instagram. But the lady was a part of a wedding party. And the only thing I saw was her underwear printed out in the garment. Such a distraction. All right. So go online, go on YouTube, check, do searches on Google of how to dress appropriately, what type of underwear you wear underneath your clothing. All right. That's my little two cents right there. And I'm done before I get ostracized for telling people how to dress. <laughs> so the Miami-Dade County School Board has voted 5-4 to keep currently used textbooks for sexual education courses after voting against them last week. On Thursday, a meeting was held by the Miami-Dade School Board to sort out the sex education curriculum. Many attended the event and voiced their opinions. We cannot let the school board set out an example for our nation, a woman said in a red dress. It is about inappropriate content. Some inappropriate content is in the books, said the, another woman. This is the second meeting that has been held in discussion of the course. Last week, a meeting was held and the board voted 5-4 against adopting previously approved, approved age-appropriate sexual health education textbooks for middle and high school classrooms. Both books were recommended by board staff and an independent hearing officer, although some claim the contents in the books are too inappropriate. 11-year-olds do not need to learn about abortion, said the woman in a black skirt. Children do not need to learn that there are nine genders. After last week's decision, many spoke in favor of the text. Sex ed is important, said one woman, and it saves lives. Outside the meeting, many chaired and applauded after the board's decision. It is important to have that kind of education, said Victoria Rivera. I am so happy I know firsthand sex ed saves lives. Gina Vinuesa is the is with Parents for Children Miami and gathered 2,600 signatures for a petition in order to save sex education in Miami-Dade schools. Although some parents shared their frustration with the board's decision to use the books. Yeah, I'm just against the indoctrination in schools. Small kids in the schools, said Fernando God, who is a parent. Um, here's what I will say. It's a double-edged sword. But unfortunately, while you're saying that um, a child who is, let me go back, an 11-year-old does not need to learn about abortion, 11-year-olds are having sex. 11-year-olds are being raped. 9-year-olds are being raped. 9-year-olds are getting pregnant. Look at the case that just happened with the tenure of not that got gained national attention because I'm sure there are other cases. She had to go through an abortion at 10 years old. The truth is they shouldn't have to learn about abortion at that age. They shouldn't have to be worried about certain things. Their focus should be on learning and enjoying their childhood. But that's not the landscape we have to navigate today. That's not the landscape we're living in. Right now, that's a fairy tale. The truth is, children are being molested 
from the age of two, three, from this, as young as three months old, they're being molested. And because they're not aware of what it is that's happening to them at such a very young age, they don't understand that it's a violation. They know it doesn't feel right. They know something is off, but they can't um, verbalize the experience. They don't know how. So we may need to rethink, is it too early to expose them to sexual, to sex education so that they have an understanding of what's right and what's not right? That if someone touches you in a particular area on your body and it causes you to feel a certain way that you need to raise an alarm. We don't live in a perfect world, folks. And unfortunately, it is day by day, it is getting more and more distressing. So what do you think? Do you think an 11-year-old doesn't need to know about an abortion? Do you think an 11-year-old does not need to know about sex? Because 11-year-olds are having their period. An 11-year-old girl has her period. So she needs to understand the risk of what can happen to her if someone has sex with her against her will or even if she is compliant or gives consent. I don't know. Some parents don't know how to have the conversations with their children. So what do we do in this case? Should it be removed from schools or should it be taught in a fashion that is suitable for their age? As a parent, how do you feel? Back in the day, they used to ask permission. They used to tell you when, you were gonna, when they were gonna teach it and your parent had to sign consent that you can be in the classroom during that time. I have to sign a consent form still. Yeah. It, well, in the Miami-Dade School District where we are, we, we get the consent forms every year and for us to sign off on whether you want the child there or not. But, um, uh, yeah, 11-year-olds do not need to learn about abortion, but unfortunately they have to know because it's happening to them. They're being raped. They're being molested. I didn't know there were nine genders. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I only know of two genders. <laughs> You're either born with female um, parts or male parts. I'm sorry. I don't know any other gender. Now, however you choose to identify, that's different. But I only know gender to be male or female. I don't know. What are the nine or genders? Both. Or both. Or both. Yes, Andrea, you're right. Hey, how are you doing? Long time no see. Yeah. Or both. They, uh, they're referencing the, the he, she, it, them all the stuff that I can't even keep up with, unfortunately. The That's pronouns. what they're referencing. Just, yeah, pronouns. They're just using the wrong term. Yeah, I would want to say that too. All right. So <laughs> we spoke about this next article. I know we had a conversation. I think it was last week. Let's see if this will. It wasn't relative to Miami, though. It was happening in another state and city. Uh, can't remember which one. 
but we had a discussion about this. But anyway, let me get into it. City of Miami commissioners came to a decision regarding a policy for the homeless population. Government officials went back and forth as to what to do with its homeless population on Thursday. Commissioners heard arguments for three, what is being described as transition sites for the homeless. One of them would mean 50 to 100 tiny homes placed in a designated zone for people experiencing homelessness. The transition zone was first suggested back in 2021 by Commissioner Joe Carrillo, where the idea is to connect homeless people with social services. Initially, this plan was rejected in a 3-2 no vote. We voted against that, said one of the commissioners at the meeting. Commissioner Alex Diaz de la Portilla, however, switched his vote just a couple of hours later. When this came back up at that meeting, now it has been approved in a 3-2 vote in the other direction. My objection based on the issue was based on the, on the limited number of sites that they offered and on lack of due diligence they took in offering those sites, said Diaz de la Portilla. The city of Miami tried cleaning up tent cities and encampment neighborhoods in recent years, attempting to balance the needs of the community. Those tiny homes are now scheduled to go forward. Department of Human Services officials identified five different locations to discuss zones for the homeless community. Virginia Key being the most controversial location, Liberty City off Northwest 71st Street and 5th Place, Alapata, an area near Camilla's House on 6th Avenue, and a municipal parking lot off of 5th Street. Virginia Key Advisory Board Chairman Joe Roscoe believes that this is an infrastructure issue. The human services that are required to take care of the homeless are not anywhere near Virginia Key, so there is no mass transit to Virginia Key. These things need to be considered when you're coming up with this decision. City officials are not the only ones expressing their concern. Those who live on the streets of Miami spoke at the meeting. One man said, I've been homeless now, hardcore, for four years. Wow. A woman said, but we can do things differently. So where you approach a perception, etc., and when you're all telling me that it's voluntary, you're not going to get these people to go there. Another homeless woman, Maria Elena Rodriguez, was among the people who expressed her disagreements. Yes, there's three different tiers of homeless people. You need to sit down and speak with us. Community leaders have not decided how this agreement will affect taxpayers yet, they will choose a definitive site in September. We spoke about it. It was last week, if I'm not correct. Was it last week or the week before? Whatever. Where they were going to um, criminalize the homeless people in that city. Was it up in Ohio? Uh, and people were pushing back and saying, you can't do that. You have to have somewhere to send them. But they were going to put people in jail who were homeless and were um sleeping on uh state was it city property or state property well, i remember what it was but this is what we need to do cities this is your responsibility and i like where miami is headed make a provision for them the other thing they need to provide for those who are um that group of people who can't live around children what's the name for them they can't be within any close proximity to schools or children sexual predators sexual predators yes i remember um was it about two years ago there was an issue 
close to where I live, very close to where I live, pretty much in our backyard, where they took up residence um, at, the, at Chrome Street and it was Southwest 88th and Chrome Street, kind of like the dead end, right? Chrome Avenue, not Street, Chrome Avenue. They, they pitched their tents there and residents from my community raised an alarm along with other residents in another community um, because we have children and their schools right here. We don't want them close to us. So I think that they're human beings. We have to remember that they're human beings as well, despite the fact that yes, they have committed an offense and they are ostracized for life. Let's not pretend that's it. They're outcasts for life, no matter how you want to put it, but let us while making them outcasts provide somewhere for them to go. Right. There is so much land that's around us get a piece of land build a community so they have a safe space to go to and they know that when they leave jail or whatever they go there right don't just have them wandering all about the place in and out of communities people feel unsafe let them and then also they're not going to feel safe as well because they are now targets people may want to harm them so I'm glad that they're looking into this for homeless people, building the tiny homes. That, that's a plus. And I hope they will do more in the city of Miami. But they do have place for them, sex, um, sex offenders. They have one in North Florida. It's like in Fort Myers area. Is that so the they... only one in Florida, though, Marlon? Because everybody can't go there. Don't you think each city should have one? What do you I'm think? Not... Is, but it's pretty big but uh there is one up there and the reason why miami is doing this um looking to this this homeless building stuff because it's moving into the homeless people are moving into the jewish neighborhoods um they're moving into the white neighborhoods or um pitching tents or sleeping in certain areas that they don't want that so now they have to do something they should have done this a long time ago a long time ago indeed because it's hitting them right now a little bit in certain areas. They start looking different. I had to take to, to fix it. But they should have done this a long time ago. But nobody does anything, Marlon, until it sits on your doorstep, right? No matter how people will. Because I'm sure we're not the only ones who have raised the concern and have the feeling that something should be done. I'm sure we're not the only ones, right? But not until it sits on the doorsteps of those who are in a position to initiate or facilitate the change, nothing gets done. Am I right or am I wrong? It has to hit home before there is a change. Those of us who don't have the wherewithal can only talk and make suggestions, but we're powerless because remember, he who has the money has the power. Now, Put yourself in the Jewish person's position. Would you want to open your front door and there's a tent pitched right there in front of you? No. So I'm glad it's going there in their communities. I am happy. Wake them up. Let them realize. And this is how we get changed sometimes. Sorry. But you know you have some of them don't want to live in a home either. They can't. They can't. Mentally they can't. Of them don't want to be, they want to be on the street. They choose to be on the street because they have place for them too. I'm not going to knock this. Uh, they do have some places for them where they can go, but some of them choose not to go, or some of them go and eat and then they leave. 
Camilla's it, house is one, Marlon. There's a lot of places in in Florida and Fort Lauderdale and Miami where they can go and spend the night and stuff, but a lot of them don't want to go there. So um, I know that for a fact because I've been to a couple of them and I've seen it. So they are there. But let me ask you, Marlon, could it be the reason for them being reluctant, besides some of them having the mental issue where claustrophobia sets in, right? Um, could it be that some of these shelters are not safe? You're sleeping in an open space. People can molest you, rape you in these, and it has happened in these facilities. So then what we probably need to have the city do is to look at how they design these facilities. Probably it needs to be rooms, individual rooms, probably a little room, probably, you know, a little four by two. Everybody has a little room so people can lock the door and feel safe, not have to sleep with one eye open and one eye closed. Um, I understand, but it's, I guess they have to make it a way where just put the beds in there and, just got to pray that nobody molests you. Okay, it happens happen every day, yeah. right? So, great molest. It's just you just have to. I don't know. Hope and pray nothing happens to you because I don't know. But it happens every day, every night. You hear it all the time. But would they, you want I, to go into that facility if you know that? Let us say you've been molested there. Would you want to go back there? No. Oh no, no. Right. But it, one in Homestead is pretty decent. Yeah, have, you, told, you went there. You went to make a delivery there, I think it was, and you were telling me. Pretty decent. And that, they, they need to make one. They be, need to make more like the one in Homestead. That one is really What is the good. setup like, Marlon, in the one in Homestead? They do give you like a, um, it's like a bedroom, like a little one-bedroom suite for you and your family. It's not huge, but it's big enough, and it, they give you time. And it's more for people who lost their houses or families, uh, and they give them time to get back on their feet. That one is for people, you know, falling. Yeah. Transition homes. I think it's they're called a transitioning center. I think it's referred to as. Uh, yeah. You know, a couple of months to a year to get back on your feet, and then you can move out. But that's, that's the one they're doing homestead. Well, we need more of those then, Marlon, so that the city can, or cities throughout the country can look into doing that use that as a model if they don't already have it right okay doke it's time for us to take a quick music break when we return we have business and tech news here's a little bit more from chris brown he is our feature friday artist for today Just relax your mind and take it easy. 
face, oh, you know what it is Metal to the metal, I don't cast no way Girl, I would never get in your way I'ma shut up and let you drive Put that thing to the floor, one for the Make say thank you to all our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com janoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views Follow me on Twitter at me media moments mi media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. It's Feature Friday. We're playing the songs of Chris Brown and collabs with Chris Brown. Getting you ready for the weekend. Coming up at the top of the hour, we do have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series presented by Mix Master Kevon. For music while you work and play to help you get through your day, log on to www.qmzradio.com. If you have not already done so, please go ahead and download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And for a $100 credit, yes, Jano Radio is giving away a $100 phone credit, Flow or Digicel, for a chance to get that $100 phone credit. Go on to Instagram and follow Jano Radio. That's all you got to do. It's that easy, right? And we'll be doing that until July 31st. Honey, make it pop, honey. Whip pop, tick tock to the clock for me. Don't stop doing that. And shorty know I mean what I say, so she won't stop doing that. Plus, I heard if you could dance, you could bump. Well, dance time is up. Let's go, let's go. We could get it in. We could get some friends. Do it like the yin yang twins start whispering. 
Let me fall back. You ain't ready for all that. Have you sleep late, real late? Yeah, taking them long naps. You tell your friends to get with my friends. We could be friends, switch and meet friends. Switch. We could do it all night long and till the clock hit morning. You did. All right, and now it's time for us to get into the sports news. LeBron James files trademark for famous Fox News insult. Shut up and dribble. LeBron James is turning an insult into a likely million-dollar brand after trademarking the phrase. The comment was initially slung toward James as an insult from Fox News host Laura Ingraham in 2018. At the time, she slammed James for criticizing former President Donald Trump. The NBA icon was not pleased with Trump's lack of leadership and said he don't give a blank about the people. Ingraham, a longtime Trump supporter, told James he needed to stay out of politics and instead shut up and dribble. James refused to shut up and dribble, continuing to show that he is much more than a ball player. Since Ingraham's ridicule, James has continued to use his massive platform to speak out about social issues. Now, the 37-year-old is about to cash in on the once degrading comment. According to the United States Trademark and Patent Office, his company Uninterrupted Inc., filed to trademark the phrase earlier this week. In the filing, the company indicated that shut up and dribble would be used in a variety of downloadable virtual goods. These virtual goods will consist of computer programs featuring clothing, footwear, headwear, eyewear, bags, sport bags, backpacks, sports equipment, art, toys, and accessories. Social media posts, music, games, and video services may also be created with the saying, Ingraham has not responded to James' trademark. Well, Ingraham, shut up and be a journalist. That's all. <laughs> Clap back. All right, James. He's dribbling that cash in his pocket. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> He say you go learn today, honey. Yep, shut her up. Put <laughs> it's what? What do you call it? Shut up or put up? Put up or shut up? <laughs> ah, excuse me. All right, James, do your thing. <clears throat> End story. Excuse me. Out of Latin America, at least five migrants are dead. Sixty-six rescued in waters of Puerto Rico. This is so sad. At least five migrants drowned and another 66 were rescued in an incident involving a suspected human smuggling boat near an uninhabited island off the west coast of Puerto Rico. <coughs> Excuse me. The bodies were found on Thursday by Puerto Rico Department of Natural and Environmental Resources Park Rangers on Mona Island, the Coast Guard said in a statement, adding that 66 survivors, including two minors, were safely ashore. The smugglers basically forced the migrants to disembark. It appears that five of the migrants drowned in the process. Jeffrey Quinones, public affairs officer for U.S. Customs and Border Protection, told the Reuters news agency in a telephone interview. U.S. Coast Guard spokesman Ricardo Castrodad told the Associated Press that the boat fled the scene and it was unclear how many people were on board at that time. 
A CBP official told the Miami Herald newspaper that most of the people are believed to be Haitians. The incident is the latest in a string of deadly voyages across the Northern Caribbean, carrying mostly Haitians fleeing their country amid a spike in gang-related killings and kidnappings. Many of the Haitians have been heading to the U.S. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most tried to enter the U.S. by land through the southern border with Mexico, but starting in March 2020, the U.S. has been imposing Title 42, a pandemic-era rule that has prevented the majority of people from claiming asylum at the border. Under the measure, many Haitians have been expelled in their crisis-stricken island on board deportation flights. <coughs> I do apologize for that. <coughs> I don't know. I'm coughing so much all of a sudden. Call off the, your people, whoever is with me. The incident came just days after authorities in the Bahamas recovered the bodies of 17 migrants, excuse me, and rescued 25 others after their boat had capsized. A criminal investigation is continuing. On May 11, 11, well, in May, 11 Haitian women drowned and 38 others were saved after their boat sank near Puerto Rico. Meanwhile, in March, a wooden boat carrying 300 Haitians capsized in shallow waters near the coast of Florida, and many required medical attention. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Here's what I'm going to say. If anybody's listening and has the ability to pass the message on to those who are up in Washington, something needs to be done where Haiti is concerned. We, we, we talk about this almost every day. And if we are seeing that there's an issue and that something needs to be done, you can't tell me that you're blind up there or you're numb. How many more people are going to die risking their lives to leave the country, leave a country where they cannot stay? They're fighting for survival and they're willing to risk their lives and the lives of their children looking for that freedom and escape. And we keep imposing Title 42, <clears throat> excuse me, or using that as an excuse. As far as I'm concerned, they qualify for asylum. They qualify as refugees. Not just the Ukrainians. Can we do something, please? Let us put a stop to this where they're risking their lives going through the Dominican Republic and risking their lives of being lynched because, yes, the Dominicans do not like them. But they go through the Dominican Republic or however, probably along the coastline and get on a boat to get across to Puerto Rico to try and make that journey. They are desperate. How many more are going to have to lose their lives before we say, you know something, we need to step up and do right by these people. We can't cry out enough about the situation. It's devastating. What is the answer? What is the answer? If the U.S. is not willing to step in, because they're heading to the U.S., and the U.S. is not very welcoming, we know that, we see that. When we see what happened to them at the border, when the men and the horses were whipping and calling them pieces of crap and, you know, dis calling them despicable, and all sorts of things being hurled at them. And these people making a journey 
some of them were able to get to South to uh, South America, were able to go through Colombia, Venezuela, up through Panama, Costa Rica, and all the other countries to get to the border, only to be treated with such hostility because they're looked at as less than human. What is the U.S. going to do to help them? If you don't want them here, you don't want them making the journey here, why don't you go there and fix the problem that you all started? Done. I'm done. And we're going to hear about more boats. And every boat that's intercepted between the Bahamas and Miami or between Haiti and Miami or Florida, let, let's say for because they're ending up in West Palm Beach, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they're repatriated. They're processed and repatriated. The very thing they're running away from you're running from the fire, but they say, no, get back in that fire. You're running from the lion's den and you're thrown back in there as, sacril as sacrilege. Come on. We need to do something. The young lady, <clears throat> excuse me, of Haitian descent, is she, what is she doing? I don't hear her talking or saying anything. The one that we, we were so happy for her a couple months back of um <clears throat> excuse me Haitian descent that got into what, what I don't remember what her position was but a position of influence let me just put it at that I don't hear her saying anything in all the reports that come out week over week about the the Haitians I am yet to hear her even come out and say my people blah 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 we're going to see what we can do. You know, nothing. Nothing. Oh, and by the way, that little Bahamas, that's in the hood. Nothing to celebrate. Why did they put it in the, why, why did they name the hood little Bahamas? Like little Haiti, the hood. Little Havana, the hood. MLK, the hood. We need to stop celebrating them putting these places in the hood. Put them in some of the nice places. Give some of the nice places those names. For example, in Fort Lauderdale, <clears throat> excuse me, you, it's MLK Boulevard in the hood. And then the further north you go, it becomes 31st. And then it becomes, um, oh my gosh, what's the other name? When you hit Coconut Creek, and then as you go further north, the name it gets nicer and nicer. The areas get nicer. Why can't it be MLK the whole damn way? No. But anyway, I'm just venting right now. I'm sorry. I, I, I digressed. Um, so Colombia and Venezuela will appoint new ambassadors in their respective capitals when Colombian president-elect Gustavo Petro takes office next month, authorities said, in an effort to rebuild diplomatic relations after years of tension. The decision was announced in a joint declaration on Thursday by Venezuelan Foreign Minister Carlos Faria and Colombian Foreign Minister in awaiting Alvaro Levia after a meeting in the border city of San Cristobal. Levia read out a statement saying that both men had expressed their desire to progress on a work agenda towards the gradual normalization of bilateral relations from August 7 by naming ambassadors and diplomatic and consular officials. They also reaffirmed their willingness to make joint efforts to guarantee security and peace on the border of the two countries. 
relations between Colombia and Venezuela have been rocky for years over a range of issues, including a surge in the number of Venezuelan migrants crossing the country's shared border amid a socioeconomic crisis in their country. A former rebel, Petro, also has called on the ELN to work with the government towards a ceasefire, stating that the time for peace has come. Levia, the country's incoming foreign minister, called Thursday's meeting with his Venezuelan counterpart historic and said they had discussed the gradual opening of the border. The border was closed between 2019 and October 2021, while embassies and consulates in both countries were closed and flights between the neighbors were grounded. Mexico City Police seized more than a ton of cocaine from two trucks that arrived on the Pacific coast off Oaxaca from Colombia. And I hope I said it right. I'm not sure. A historic confiscation is what they're calling a huge drug bust that took place this past Tuesday. Complex media reports that the trucks which came from Colombia were set for Los Angeles. The cocaine on the two trucks is reportedly only a portion of the drugs that had not made it in to the U.S. Some of it already made it to American soil. In total, the 1.6 tons of seized drugs were worth $20 million. In a statement, Claudia Scheinbaum, Pardo, head of the government of Mexico City, said she is proud of the historic case. Today, the Secretary of Civil Security made a historic confiscation of 1,600 kilograms of cocaine, and that she posted on Facebook. It's, it's an example that in Mexico City, there is no impunity or complicity. Coming up, we're going to have Believe It or Not news. Plus, we have the Friday mix. But here's a little more from Chris Brown. This is him with Zendaya. I want to try something all Try something new All night 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, for quality music while you work or play to help you get through your day. And to everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com, go ahead and download the Jano Radio app today, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. J-A-H-K-N-O. Take us on the go. And of course, everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Feature Friday. Our Feature Friday artist for today is Chris Brown. Very talented guy. Got to admit. Coming up at the top of the hour, we do have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series presented by Mix Master Kevon. I almost forget this. How could I forget the Caribbean corner? I almost forgot to do this part. Shame on me. This story comes to us courtesy of the Jamaica Observer. Some St. Anne employers want a minimum wage height. A few or with few takers for minimum wage jobs, some recruitment managers in St. Anne have been paying more than $9,000 a week recommended for the average worker, but are still finding it hard to attract and retain staff. They have laid the blame for the labor shortage squarely at the feet of salaries that are not attractive enough. The areas where we normally pay minimum wage are vacant because it is extremely hard to get persons to work. We have seen where persons are coming in for training for one day or for two weeks and then they are gone because they are saying the pay is not enough, said Human Resource Manager at Island Kaya Limited, Natisha Smith-Reed. She was among those who attended national minimum wage consultations held at Almond Tree Restaurant in Ochrios on Wednesday. The government this year increased the minimum wage from $7,000 for average workers up to $9,000. Some categories, such as security guards, are paid more, but still below the $12,000 some had suggested as the new threshold. On Wednesday, Smith-Reed said her organization had exhausted their usual channels of sourcing employees. We have placed ads on social media, in the paper, but people are still not interested because they're simply not coming out to work for this money. It cannot pay their bills. It's just for transportation and lunch. So it has been a struggle on our part. Things really need to change in terms of the minimum wage. It should be raised to $15,000, which is survivable. We're currently paying a little bit above the minimum wage, but it's still not enough. If it is raised... Then we can pay it and over a little just the same and it will work out better for these persons, she added. 
Others spoke of the struggles their staff face. I realized that my employees have it hard to survive. Some of them beg a lot as they're not able to buy lunch, and I'm a bit concerned for them. Some of our workers have children to go to the nursery, to school, and it costs a lot. The minimum wage shouldn't be anything under $12,000. Even then, it is hard to survive with that, said Jennifer Chambers, human resource generalist at Associated Manufacturers Limited. Human Resources Manager at Dolphin Cove, Tanika Montague, added that they pay above the minimum wage because they realize it is simply not enough. We don't pay anything near the minimum wage because we take into consideration transportation, lunch, groceries, utilities, etc. It's hard to live on $9,000 a week. When I pick up three things in the supermarket, I fret because it might not be able, I might not be able to pay for it. And I know it's the same for my workers. She also suggests that $12,000 would be more reasonable. Earlier this year, Prime Minister Andrew Holness set off a firestorm of debate when he suggested that the country needs to import work as there, as there is a shortage of labor. Critics argued that the move would be unwise as there are many unemployed Jamaicans. The debate has raged with some pointing out that not all of those outside of the labor force are actively seeking employment, some preferring instead to engage in less than legal endeavors. Others noted that the unemployed may lack the specific skills needed. That line of argument was put forward during Wednesday's discussions by Chairman of the Minimum Wage Advisory Commission, Dr. Ronald Robinson. I think there are reasons why persons have opted out of the formal workplace. I read an article which said in 2013, it was estimated that 85% of college students in Jamaica have migrated. Staten also did a report in 2020 that said 68% of men in the formal labor force had zero qualifications and 48% of women also had zero. There are some persons who have no skills to bargain around and when we look at these numbers, no wonder we're talking about a shortage because we're looking at certain skill-specific jobs and persons don't have any formal academic training or experience to get the jobs. A lack of skilled labor has forced small business operator Presley Irons of Irons Mechanical Services. Uh, I'm sorry, a call was coming and I do apologize. The lack of skilled labor has forced small business operator Presley Irons of Irons Mechanical Services to pay his employees above the minimum rate. It is not easy to get someone to work for $9,000, so we have to be looking to pay people more. Even the domestic helpers won't accept anything less than $4,000 a day. For persons who are paying above the minimum wage, government should look to give us some form of tax return or so, because for us to be paying out $100,000 every month to employees is not easy. Right now, it shouldn't be anything under $15,000 for the minimum wage. I don't know if anybody wants to go ahead of me. I do have a couple of comments, but if anybody wants to go ahead of me, please be my guest. Okay, so I'll start. Um, if you see, you're crying out for the government to increase the minimum wage, right? From $9,000 to anywhere between twelve to $15,000 a week. I applaud you for that. Yes, of course, I agree wholeheartedly. Why don't you just go ahead and do it then? 
If your company is able to pay more, pay more. Why? Because the government is the government telling you you cannot pay more than the minimum wage? I don't think so. The minimum wage is a starting point, meaning you cannot pay them less than. So don't wait on the government to up the minimum wage. Go on ahead and do it. Pay the people more. If you realize that your company has a gap, needs employees, and you realize that you're able to retain them with $15,000, you suggested it, pay them the $15,000. Why you have to wait on the government to be able to pay them the $15,000? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if it's only me, but that makes absolutely no sense to me. None whatsoever. You can't pay the 15000 Pay the 15000 You un You see the struggles. So go ahead and do it. Or is, as far as I know, there is no rule that says you can only pay the minimum wage. As far as I know. From the little that I do know. So what's the problem? Another thing, if it's in the hotel industry, I don't see why workers should have to buy um, lunch. I mean, let me, let me bring it home. So, whoever works for us at my mom's home, they don't worry about breakfast. They don't worry about lunch. They don't worry about dinner. So that shouldn't be a problem for people in the hotel industry. I don't think anyone working in the tourism sector should be hungry, quite frankly. I don't think so. You're saying that they can't afford lunch. They shouldn't. I know there are some hotels that do provide transportation. They, they have pickup points and drop-off points for their staff. They do that to alleviate some of the stress. Um, but yeah. All I'm going to say is help the people them salary. Because clearly you're in a position to do it if you're saying twelve dollars to $15,000 is reasonable, right? Okay. That's my two cents on that matter. Um, I don't know. If anybody else thinks differently, please feel free. Do we have any more stories out of Jamaica? Hold on a second. I'm here scrolling through. Please forgive me. <laughs> Please forgive me one moment. All right. So, no, I think that's it out of the Caribbean corner. So we're going to go ahead and get into the best part of the morning for me, which is the Friday mix. Who else? Who else there for big up? Walk one clubhouse, everything mucho. You know, say this week we switch up the thing a little bit though. With the boy mix master Kevin, and you know we do the thing different, right? Because the ladies they must say them tell that the rifle walk type of music. Them you know, so this week let's give the ladies them something for enjoy themselves here, man. Let's go. I'll be a fool to go back to my ex boyfriend. I'll be a fool to go back to my ex boyfriend. <laughs> For you, as you lose me now, you lose. And if I 
Chance to your thing, right? For you, as you lose me now, you lose. And if I ever go choose this life for the next is nah, not you. Well, I but now I see be you. You don't do me by you, you don't leave me go. If I don't see be you, I be speck and I know how you said you know too. Cause you don't break my heart. Tell me, say you don't go, leave me go. You don't expand my Tell me, say you don't go, leave me go. Tell her pretty lie. Tony and sing Give me angel without the two wings, yeah Why in your waist, me darling Let yeah. me feel like I love me falling, yeah Bend over upon the railing Bad man, I turn you like a steering wheel Me love you like no me savings, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah Baby, I don't like to talk But I can feel my mind feeling up And you just start whining for me now I hear your body telling me, say you want me Fly you over the seas Put your body and feet in the sand When you see when you see, go believe When you see how me go be like 3D cinema So clear Your body close to me Because you're my angel No wings, you're going nowhere You got something I'm into What did I go do? Put me something into you And let it loose Girl, I'm pretty like Tony and sing me angel with all the doing, yeah Why in your waist, me darling? Let me feel like I love me fine To go bow for the result, though Nothing to discuss, though Cause I think when you buy the fault And without any doubt, though I'm a me, I'm a me, I'm a me, I'm a me I'm a me, I'm a me, I'm a me, I'm a me, I'm a me I'm a me, I'm a me, I'm a me BOM! LEGAL! Drop it again! We don't cast, last, last Now everybody go to a breakfast Shayo! Come now man, get up out of no seat now man Let's go You go bow for the result Nothing to discuss Cause I think when you buy the fault I'm without any doubt I'm a me happy adult I no go feed the girl I no go feed the girl Moments I swear to God Mind as you be dark I put my life You gotta extend the man in the mix Show ain't no be She manipulate my love I know holy Fifty minutes too short. Let me give you good, good vibes, you know Baby, let me make you feel fine 
That's why you put it down low. Bad girl morning. Oh, you're in the night and the day. You know, say, man, a bad girl call me. I'll be there. Oh, night. Yo, mix my stuff. I'll be there. You feel me. I'm a boy. Do you feel right? Baby, give me them lips. Stick on me like a tattoo. Cause I'm a break up, I'm a make up Ain't nobody no fed up like we First as we wake up, yeah, you just love your makeup Ain't nobody me no trust like she Not a space where you take up, now my brain in a safe So me have to tell you, say, cut my knee This love like sea Hey, Janu, I said the love like free But me keep on missing your body love And you're licking the lily, my darling, please Don't you know me? Baby, I'm because we fuss and fight sometimes Love it when me put the dump in me no, you make my heart. You want to leave me? You want to walk out a good, good relationship just so be? Oh, inside. Tell me you love it, me say you are the right squeeze. She beg me, she cry, please. Tap on her knees. I'm going to cuss, I'm going to break up, I'm going to make up, and nobody no fed don't like me. This stuff like this. You don't belong to me, me don't belong to you Baby, the love feel true Baby, the love feel true You don't belong to me, me don't belong to you Baby, the love feel true Baby, the love feel true You can't deal with another money, now you're telling me I imagine another man that do your love You know you're not mine, you're my side be nice, girl, you're not for reminding me right. What kind of feelings I catch me no wonder But me when me see you and the girl on the plaza The whole of this are just nothing but torture Me know I say you love me, baby, I'm in love with you You don't belong to me, you don't belong to you Baby, I'm in love with you Baby, I'm in love with you From me left, you mean just a glow my lifestyle change me happy alone If you know what from your diss me I let you go then Why you do it? Me have the type of f***ing man bring feelings for Cut style we sharper than splinter Go on and low me make me prosper Now take you up from your get trap Any man me left me no take back Me no recycle cabbage under me frack Me no bring back when me subtract Nah man I lie So lose me contact Me a tell you stop from we don't connect Then me and you don't correct my me come before me left so me now have no regret uh, Can't forget man I sent Do you am good when me left him one like half my Could I text every letter in the alphabet to all my left you in a yes me never put up You know me like when me caffeine into a like, Listeners them Can I tell you what I like about the females that check in? Go on and low me make me prosper Now I'm taking you up from Well if you say you're a man then take me up and I know nothing for me Easily let you go Come on at least One increase Cocky decrease You're not fight over him Right ladies You want your man No my time You cock me back You're ready to turn him in our eggs I love the last time I check him on and round My place like a bitch I know Girl I rap it up But suck me and wait to a rock Me now It's over That me list as them saying Oh we're checking you know Never yet from a bar Right moments. You don't come on like them, girl. Right, Rosola. Barely use them for release. Globos. Girl, please. Well, if you say you're your man, then take him in up. 
and I don't love for me Easily let him go, come under the lease Money increase, cocky decrease, prefer use of a clock grease I'm married to this money, me need that shop like breeze You and your man no worth my time, him cock me about batteries And after night the dirt under the wall I bet the last time I check your man now Oh, my face like a bitch and I'm not gonna rape Me that boy so me and well too rough All right, I'm gonna own man when I claim them The man see them a road and no ill So go and kill up yourself while me a TV Every month ten bills pay for my page can I play a song for the dogs and we're checking? One man favorite in a Just said before my murder that they used to call me. You were saying a few girls teeth. <laughs> 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 Galina and Crown and Leet Be up there with a toes and teeth Falcon chipping and mode where peace Yo, roll it for my receipt that bust tongue Who's that a girl at Yeah, she bust tongue Man, I make him money fast, chop no funds Fat bim bim pop up a gate front Sell me a bills bag with a Me link up gravers, pan it back down Me sell cup, I'm up some Boy, Afi, yeah, tell Afi, watch his style, baby. Fully chipping on my rich, pass the brick, man, my fling it on the prickly lip. Watch a girl, my youth, cash you up. How I lock it down, dog, yeah, them want me one a week. And I try to violate the body. And the money where I flip, it can feed the family. Palmeries, it cool like the ice in my fridge. I figure if it's my goal, kick it like a ribbery. Two of my style, tough dog, just call it concrete. A clock span feet, 30 grand feet. Nah, it's a million figure. My gears, them not cheap. I your girls to the free. I know she want cheat. And them white free, money free. And I see it. See, I go cheap out with these. While the people will feed your room. Look what we need. Girl, them just a free money. No, that's it. Them a free. Have a girl up, me no owner. Tell you say you can't do show that Embarrassment when you're in the road You see a girl on a phone line Nuff girl but me don't trust girl Cause me nuff girl but the nuff man And she have a one man I think he's my husband All she have one, she have nuff up shine And if those man that look high Must post one Couple sugar that they out there Must fuck one Couple egg plant where they post from the gram Couple c**k out there she must fuck one She run the c**k but she tell me how to feel She give me to the butter yesterday she give Yeah, 
Well, if we drop in some of the new generation, right? Where's the Briscoe? Can I tell you which song we see mash up some fest? Pop, chilling. Pop, legal. Drop your gun. Shove it there, foot. Hold on, hold on. And your man sure missing. Christ. So the whole I bet them women and Rosolo can't do this dance. While everybody has showed three of us, they must be together. So watch your gums. Hop, skip your wedding me there. Swing your one from left to right, we know this I go mad then. Beat them like a whipping on me and me now look my friend. No for them, they hear a talk when them see we them not in nothing. Booms, hop, make sure you swing your one there. When them come to you with argument, make sure you run them. I be a live for life, I make money, we not a problem. I bag a chat and make a set them bad, we not look at them. Booms. Can I tell you 15 minutes run out for seeing? Mm, try your bones to this. Uptown, that, that is it for me, you know. Dancing, that's just funny. It don't matter. Do remember this is a boy, Mix Master Kevin here. But I scan me, I beg you to check it. Follow me on the IGB. The last time I said, if come here to me, Mix underscore Shella. Pretty, pretty. I'm feeling to check my book, and they say they want money. So what she goes? Skip your wedding me there. Swing your one from left to right, and only. You can check me from my radio show to Panjano Radio. Now look, my friend. No, for them, you hear a talk. Every Friday night. 7 to 10 o'clock here. Yes, swing your one there. When them come to you with. On Saturdays. Run them. I be. See them time. See them place. Problem. I bag a chat and make a set them bad. We now look at them. Peace, love, peace, love, peace, love. This is the beginning of a revolution. The voice of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. It's a little Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is us, yes. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you're checking out. John Olivia. Wow, what can I say? All right, I'm a little out of breath because I was dancing. Thank you, Mixmaster Kevon. Yes, I can do the dances. May not be perfect, but I got it. So thank you so much for that great energy-filled mix. Lost a couple of calories. I'm sure about that. Ah, I hope you all enjoyed it. Don't forget to check him out this afternoon for the, well, 7 to this evening, rather, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com. And tomorrow, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, also on JanoRadio.com. You want that party vibe? Oh, yeah, definitely check it out. We'll get you ready for the party that you're going to take on or wherever you're going to go later on this evening. 
Thank you to all our listeners who are logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where... I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media and subscribe to our YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. All right, it's time for us to get into the Believe It or Not stories for today. Pretty interesting, I must say. So Ron DeSantis' administration files... Why are they calling it his administration? Mm. <laughs> anyway, Ron DeSantis' administration files a complaint against a restaurant over sexually explicit drag shows. The state of Florida has filed a complaint against the R House, which features a drag show saying it exposes children to sexually explicit behavior. Having kids involved in this is wrong. That is not consistent with our law and policy in the state of Florida, and it's a disturbing trend in our society to try to sexualize these young people, said Florida Governor Ron DeSantis when speaking with CBS News. His words come after several videos and images online reportedly show children attending these drag shows. As part of its mission to target restaurants that feature drag shows, DeSantis's administration issued a complaint against the R House over its drag shows that take place on the weekend. The administration allegedly claims the food spot hosts performances that are sexually explicit and not suitable for children to view. The R House now has 21 days to respond. In the meantime, the Department of Business and Professional Regulation has launched an investigation into the matter. In a statement to the Miami Herald, the restaurant said, We are aware of the complaint and are currently working with the Department of Business and Professional Regulation through our attorney to resolve the situation. <sighs> mm. Children go to the Pride Parade. Children dress up for the Pride Parade. That happens down here in Miami. Um... So down in South Beach, there is a club that children walk by on the sidewalk. And you can see the drag shows. Um, while I understand his concern, shouldn't that be the concern of the parents? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Isn't it the parent who is taking them there? So shouldn't, well, I guess since parents are doing what they want with their children he's putting the onus on the okay i get it he's putting the onus on the business owners to do the parenting for the parents so the parents want to go out they want to go to the show it's open air most of them they don't want to leave the children at home so they take their children with them but you're wrong for that so stay home parents um shame on you so, federal prosecutors claim that a former Long Island Marine participated in a neo-Nazi group called Rape Krieg, which planned to rape several women to increase the production of white children. Oh my God, can it get any more bizarre? According to Rolling Stone, Matthew Belanger, a U.S. Marine, oh, he served our country too, folks, a U.S. Marine who enlisted in the Marines in 2019 was being held in Hawaii after being arrested on firearms charges on June 10 in New York. 
He had been stationed there before being discharged from the military last year. Prosecutors claimed Belanger was a danger to the community and a flight risk in a court report dated July 14. They noted that he was accused of planning to use homemade explosives like Molotov cocktails and firearms to attack an unspecified Long Island synagogue. Craig Nolan, assistant U.S. attorney for the District of Hawaii, wrote in court documents that the members of Rape Craig discussed various assaults, including the rape of quote-unquote enemies to injure, oppress, threaten, and intimidate, and the rape of white women to increase the production of white children to establish a white ethnostate. According to court documents, the Zionist Order of Governments was the group's declared opponent, a term frequently used by anti-Semitic and neo-Nazi groups. Belanger was charged with lying to a federal weapons licensee to purchase two firearms through a quote-unquote straw man who is a New York police officer but not for his alleged role in the group. According to Rolling Stone, Belanger entered a not guilty plea to those allegations on Monday in Honolulu. In 2020, the FBI began investigating him and found a disturbing trove of evidence in his barracks and electronic devices. He had 1,950 images, videos, and documents related to white power groups, Nazi literature, brutality towards the Jewish community, brutality towards women, rape, mass murders. Additionally, he attempted to incite hatred between communities by tweeting from a fake Twitter account under the, Jewish of a, under the guise of a Jewish man to disparage minority groups. Court documents say that two members of the group, the Rape Krieg, cooperated with the FBI as informants regarding his alleged activities, which including take part in military-style tactical training and spying on a synagogue and contributing to the creation of disturbing manifesto for the group. I'm sure there are more of them serving at various levels across um, society in the army, the armed forces. <sighs> Makes you wonder about the headspace of the Supreme Court justices, some of them. Well, keep showing yourselves, people. Keep showing yourselves. Show us who you are so that we can do what needs to be done. It's important that they show us who they are, right? Very important. And... <laughs> How coincidental, this next story is we're talking about shows who you are. A Cincinnati police officer was captured on her dash cam calling black people the N-word and screaming that she hated them. The incident occurred on April 5th when Cincinnati Police District 3 Officer Rose Valentino arrived at the District 3 police station to complete an offense report. As she pulled into the station parking area, she noticed several vehicles lined up in the street to pick up students from the nearby Western Hills University High School. Valentino activated her lights and sirens in an effort to clear the vehicles from blocking the road. When drivers failed to move, Valentino became infuriated and began cursing and yelling over her air horn. She screamed as drivers at, at the drivers to move and called them, effing blank valentino then rolled down her window and yelled to a black woman in one car that she needed to move 
while addressing the woman, a black Cincinnati public schools student walked past the police vehicle and flashed Valentino the middle finger. According to an internal report, Valentino became enraged behind the wheel, going on a racially charged rant in her car about her hate for black people. Oh, I hate them so much. I hate this blank world. Blank, blank, blank. I hate them. Valentino stated and even punched her steering wheel in anger. And those blanks do have the N-word in them. Cecil Thomas, an Ohio State Senator and former Cincinnati officer, called Valentino a, quote-unquote, liability. When you have someone like that, the biggest issue is she is going to cost the city at some point, Thomas stated. During an interview with investigators, the 14-year police veteran admitted to using the slur because she was frustrated that her commands were not being taken seriously. She also claimed that music and hearing people use the N-word made her desensitized. Valentino even claimed to be mentally unstable and having a mental episode in the heated moment. She maintains that she was not classifying the whole race with her statement. Per Cincinnati's administrative regulations, officers are prohibited from using racial slurs while on duty. The first offense is punishable by a 40-hour suspension. The probe into Valentino's outburst is now closed. Valentino was on suspension pending the investigation's outcome. Her final punishment will be determined soon. Why, why, why are they determining her outcome? She needs to be fired. She needs to be fired. That's the only outcome we're looking for. 14 years, and this is how she's felt about us. But as I said, let them voice it. We want to hear it because the more they hear it, the more we know who they are, and then we know how to proceed. <sighs> wow. Why are you in a role? Why do you take up a job which will have you policing people of all backgrounds? 14-year veteran using, admitting to using the slur because she was frustrated that her commands were not being taken seriously. She also claimed that music and hearing people use the N-word desensitized her. <laughs> so, and then claimed to be mentally unstable so if you're mentally unstable why are you in the police force and you are having a mental episode if you are mentally unstable what are you doing in the police force where you handle weapons and then you're going to say you're not classifying the whole race with your statement so ma'am who are you classifying just that group of people that's how you feel shut the hell up have several seats so now, am I to be concerned that probably the police force is filled with many people who are mentally unstable? How did they get through the um, psychotherapy aspect? <laughs> how did they get through that? And how often are mental evaluations being done on all police officers? Because I agree, you can go in there a mentally whole person 
And based upon what you are faced with day after day after day after day, very traumatizing situations, you can become desensitized and it can affect your mental health. I, I get that. And that being said, we need to see to it that they're having regular mental health checkups. She's admitting that she's mentally unstable. And then my other question, well, my question to the Cincinnati um, regulations office is, was she being paid pending the investigation, knowing what you blatantly heard? And when are you going to remove her from the force? That's all we want now at this point. And continue to remove them because, yes, I'm glad you realize that she is a liability, as many other officers are. And until they learn, we need to make these cities go bankrupt. These are the people who are pulling people over and harassing them for no reason. These are the people who will plant evidence on you because they hate you so much just to incriminate you. These are the people who will slam your faces on the road or put their knees in their necks and don't care. She's one of them. And if you hate them so much, why are you in the community? Ask them to put you in the suburbs that are predominantly white then. If you hate them so much. But, as I said, I'm grateful to be able to hear them put themselves out there. Let them continue to put themselves out there so we know who we are dealing with. A Florida mother was gunned down in the back seat of an Uber following an argument with her friend. The shocking killing took place on Saturday when 28-year-old Gladys Yvette Borsela was traveling with five other passengers inside a rideshare vehicle after a night of partying in Miami. Prior to the group piling into the 2020 Cadillac Escalade, 24-year-old Natalia Harrell was reportedly annoyed with Borsela for being too intoxicated. Once inside the SUV, the woman got into a verbal altercation. You don't want this. You don't want me to go in my purse, Harrell allegedly told the victim before retrieving a handgun. Harrell then moved to the front seat of the Escalade and fired a single shot at Borsela, who was in the third row of the vehicle. A dash cam inside the Uber captured the entire ordeal. The driver immediately stopped it on the median in front of 96 Southeast 1st Street. Everyone exited the vehicle except for Borsela. Borsela was pronounced dead shortly after at a local hospital from a gunshot wound to the torso. Harold was taken into custody on Tuesday and charged with second-degree murder. A GoFundMe for Borsela stated that she was a devoted mother who put her three beautiful children first. As of Thursday morning, the GoFundMe raised over $4,000. Wow. Be your friends. Your own friends. Wow. Was it really that serious? Okay, so she's drunk. You kill her for being drunk? Wouldn't the goal be to get her home sober her up or let her go sleep it off you kill your that's your friend that's your friend 
she had to be drunk out of her mind too if the only way she thought to rectify this situation is to shoot her friend. They were never friends to begin with, if you ask me. Wow. It be your own. But yeah, Bob Marley did say it. He did sing about it. People got to understand that there's levels to friendships and not every friend can be on the same level. Facts. You have your friend that's a real friend. You have your friend that's a hangout friend. You know which friend you can really call who will always be there. You know the ones that won't. When you understand that, you'll understand a definition of friendship. So we got to put them in filing compartments, folks. Different boxes. Yeah. So how do you determine which one goes in which box, Javette? With me, it's their actions. It's their actions in the situation that we're in. You know, some people, some people go to work and you have your work friend and you think your work friend is really a friend friend until your work friend say something about you to somebody else at work. Wow. And then what do you do? Do you what do you do in that case, Javette? No, and I'm seriously asking because I struggle where friends are concerned. And I'm, I'll tell you what, but I want to ask you the question. In that situation, the work friend says something about you to somebody else. How do you classify them? Do you cut them off or do you still maintain some sort of um, interaction with them? I maintain interaction with them. But they're in the box that it's only work, and I can't trust them. Because, unfortunately, in the work world, you have to keep yourself open because your bosses are looking to see who can work with each other and who can't. Other people are looking to see how you um, work through certain situations. But you know that if you say something that you feel is private to this person, you know because of their actions, they're going to go back and take it to someone else. So those type of conversations are cut off. Okay, so take it outside of the work world now and go to your social friends. So, <laughs> let me try to give a quick example. Yes. <laughs> Very quick example. Um, I have a friend who I thought we were really, really close. Um, come to find out a few years later, this guy that wanted me, right? She knew him from back in the day, but she never told me. We in a 10-year friendship. Our children have played with each other. We have took, taken trips together. But all this time, I'm dealing with this guy. You never told me you knew him more than just me being with him. Mm. So I had to take her out of that box of, okay, I'm not going to even really deal with you when it comes to men. We're going to still be cool because she's been there for my child and I've been there for her child. 
but now I have to watch different scenarios around her. I didn't totally dash her away. <laughs> and I have friends that I've done that as well. Mm-hmm. Because she was there with my child, I consider that as very... Um, I'm losing my my thought process as far as words right now. That's very that's very personal Mm -hmm. when you're there, especially if my child needs something or if I need something. But when it comes to our outer activities Mm -hmm. outside of the family, when we just kicking it with the boys or kicking it with the girls, I've kind of cut that off because I felt some type of way. How you know this man more than just me and him being in a relationship and you never tell me that. Ne- oh. Like, never. And when I say no, they went to high school. He used to pick her up and take her places. Okay, then. <laughs> that's, that's, you know him. You, you know, know, know him. You know him. <laughs> yes. That's that frackinacker right there. Yep. And let me tell you, I was hurt for a minute. Then I said, okay, no problem, Lord. I know where I need to put her now. You're better than me, Javette. You're better than me. I'm, I'm working on myself moments. You are way <laughs> better than me. I, I have the, the work on me hasn't even begun. Let's just say that. I'm working on me because I don't want to take any type of negativity into the next half of my life if I have a choice. So there's a question in the chat, uh, Javette. Did the guy say something? Why not? No, he never said anything either. Wow. Why not? But he 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 not in my life anymore either. Neither one of them could explain that to me. Neither one of them could explain that to me. So then, you know, Javet's a Gemini, so I'm already I'm already have two sides of me. Okay? And I, I, I have to tell y'all I have a devil and an angel on my shoulders every day. <laughs> every day. Wow. So I was like, hmm, okay. You think there's something more going on here, but you know what? It's not even important. It's not even important. It's not worth a headache to me. So what happened between me and that guy, what happens between me and that girl, it never never came together again. Uh, I lift my hat to you because here's the thing with me and this is where I struggle right Um, here's my struggle I don't even know if I'm a friend Let, let me start there I don't even know if I know how to be a friend to people anymore I really don't know and I'm being very honest um because you burn me that's it. I'm done. I'll forgive you, but I am done. I'm not putting you in a filing cabinet. You go in the garbage heap. Point blank. There is no, I can't be around you. I can't, I just can't, I can't talk to you. Now I have tried. Don't get me wrong. I have given chances. I have, and I regret having given those chances, period. Regret it because they did it once, they did it twice, they did it three times. 
I'm not going to have you do it to me again. So I got to a point by one strike rule. Not no three strikes, you're out. One strike, done. I'm going to want to talk to you. Don't want to have anything to do with you. Don't want to be around you. I have, oh, I have people like that too. Moments. I have people like that too, but when you get a moment, read my profile. Okay, I will. You know, it's, it's, it's just something that I am practicing in my life going forward. Okay. I appreciate that, Javette. So I, oh, I agree. I agree with you. There are some people that don't need a second chance. And I have those in my life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Javette. Moment. Yes, Lisa. Good morning. <laughs> We have to leave room for restoration. You know, we have flaws and we're not always going to get it right. And I do think that some, sometimes depends on the seriousness of it. Mm -hmm. You know, for everybody, it, you know, seriousness is, I don't want to say relative, but I mean, we determine what is serious in our lives. But um, I don't know. My friends, I don't throw away anybody. My friends are my friends from, I am 50, right? 50 plus. So my friends are my friends since I was um, 14 or 10. Um, I've had new acquaintances. I have gone through some stuff, but I have a core set of friendship that I met in high school and in college that we are still ride and die. Have they um, disappointed me? Yes. But I can't throw them away because I'm sure at some point I disappoint them too. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I just always leave room for restoration. I admire I that, Lisa. I, I agree, that. Lisa. And I, I agree. agree. I agree too, Javet. I agree. There needs to be room for restoration. <sighs> I struggle. I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling. I'm very skeptical. And every time I decide, okay, I am going to try <laughs> to have friends, I get burned again. I can't, I can't do it. I'm like... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Who would I call? And I'm being very serious now. In my day-to-day, -day, if I decided, okay, on a weekend, I want to go to a brunch, who am I going to call? Outside of my husband, outside of family, who am I going to call? Who am I going to call? But moments, don't sweat that either. If that works for you, that's fine too. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I hear you struggling. <laughs> you know, I take it personally. Good morning, everyone. Yes, you know. Um, Rosolo knows. I, I, I don't, I have, have, I don't I, have friends. I don't, I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, it's, you have friends. You do. She, I have listen, family. She has, friends. She, has, she has friends who are, she calls family, too. She, does, she doesn't differentiate. She has friends, um, people, ride or die. But the, the moments explained it perfectly. She's, she's, she's been burnt by given chances. And she, she chooses not to do it anymore. And I don't see anything wrong with that. She's protecting her peace. There's absolutely nothing wrong, nothing wrong with at that. At the end of the day, it is the peace. Yes, it is the peace. So, you know, we have, I, I do it too. I've had, I have people in my life that I thought were so close to that. Like, she, she, you, your story was so similar. But, you know, so close and recently, um, since my breakup, you know, they feel, I, people like having you in a vulnerable place. They like to be the one to call and how are you doing? Oh, it's going to be okay. Let me pray for you. I'm not that person. You don't need to do that with me. 
And recently I was in an event and I'm glowing and I'm happy. And she pulls me out to tell me something about my ex. And I looked at her, I said, there's just absolutely no reason for you to do that. And the next day I called her and I addressed it and I really don't speak to her anymore. I have no, no place in my world for her and I'm fine with it. I, I used to hang out with her all the time. I don't anymore. And it's fine because I realized that she is not benefiting my life or my peace of mind. And she had, I had to let her go. So moments you have people you let go. Yeah. It is what it is. And, and in the chat, Virginia said, let them restore themselves away from me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not your responsibility to restore them. It isn't. And I think we take offense. We, we, we take offense when we say, oh, you have to, I get it. Some people are going to choose to give chances and others aren't. And those of us that don't, it's not for those of you that do to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has to protect their peace in their own way. Yeah. Because you, how many times do you keep getting hurt? How many times do you allow yourself to be hurt? There are people, I mean, I've discovered that there are people that I thought I knew. Come to find out, <laughs> I didn't know them. There are people who put you in positions that in your wildest dreams you never thought you would be in in a million years. And if they're your friend, they would never have done that to you. I guess my interpretation of friend, of a friend is way different. No moment is not different. And I give you an example for myself. Yeah. One of my friends, we were been since we're ten years ten years old. Right? And I think I would say maybe five years ago we met in a car accident. I've always driven her around. And we drove to New York and somebody hit me and she got hurt. And can I tell you that went way left. Wow. This is somebody I knew since we were ten, we were the same age. Right? And it hurts me what happened, but it take me years, you know, that whole five years for me to forgive her and release myself from her. But can I tell you, I still pray for her that everything that she touched prosper. And if I see her tomorrow and she should say hi, or I will say hi to her. I'm just not going to keep her in my space and go back to that same friendship. It's, ne it's, not, it's never going to be the same. Right. But when I say leave room for restoration, it's for me too. Okay. To free myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Doesn't mean I'm trying to restore them, but I'm just leaving that gap open that I can still say hi. Okay. I get mm -hmm. that. That I can see through. Okay. Because yes, forgiveness is for you, not for them. Right, Lisa. I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. My problem is I'm brutally honest. That's my downfall. I am brutally honest. If I consider you a friend, I'm brutally honest. And people say they want honesty, but they really don't. I want honesty. If you are my friend, I want you to be honest with me. No matter how much it's going to hurt, who says medicine is good, tastes good going down? Rarely, right? I want honesty and I issue that to my friends and I, because I feel that if I'm honest with you, I'm looking out for your best interest. But come to find out people don't want that. They want you to just agree with them on everything, right? But moments, a person's best interest is their best interest. We can't put our own thoughts and our opinions on what a person is going through. You I, know, I had that conversation. I had that conversation with you guys already in days after dark. Yes, I agree. I agree. But don't come to me and ask me. And then when I'm telling you, then you get offended. That don't make no sense. But and you know, um, 
if I tell you my if I tell you something, I'm telling you something. I didn't have a a conference call with a round table full of people. Why is it that your friends who are not my friends know my business? Why? Because anything that comes out of your mouth and, and is said into somebody else's ear, ears becomes that. Right. It's gone from you now. Yeah, it's no longer a secret, right? It's no longer, and it didn't have to be a secret either, but it's, it's out there. Yeah. So if you have things that you don't want people to know, don't say it at all. I had to learn that the hard way. Mm -hmm. I was having pillow talk with my man, and he had the nerve to go back and tell my cousin something, almost messed up a relationship wow. that I had with my own family. Wow. Okay? He gone. He gone. <laughs> so gone. I mean, when I say gone, like, he didn't even, he didn't even hear the words from me gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yeah. And now I keep my mouth shut. shut. My cousin my cousin will come to me and like, Javet, why you didn't tell me this? Or Ja, why you didn't tell me that? You remember what happened last year? Mm. That that hurt me to the core. Yeah. 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 Struggle for me. I'm I I'm gonna have to learn. Um, Lisa, you're absolutely right. The restoration is for me. <laughs> they can restore themselves over there. <laughs> Read agreement two. You won't be struggling anymore. Read I'm agreement gonna do it. two. I'm going to do it, Javette. I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. So, <laughs> this next article is so interesting. The writer and podcast who called his wife, and I quote, not the most beautiful or the most intelligent, is standing his ground on his controversial statements. The internet went crazy after the story of Solomon Bucci hit media headlines. Back on July 24, Bucci penned a message to his fiancée, Adiola Arike, on Instagram that triggered folks online after he referred to his wife-to-be as not being the most intelligent nor the most beautiful. You're not the most beautiful woman, neither are you the most intelligent woman. But I've chosen to never find perfection in anyone else. I put my gaze on you. And with that commitment, we would mold ourselves for ourselves. Our perfection is in our commitment. He continued, stating that you're not the most beautiful or intelligent might sound like it's not a compliment. Yeah, but it's a realistic base for real love. Despite people giving Bucci a piece of their mind about the situation online, Bucci is standing ten toes down on his statement. Nobody's getting an apology, wrote Bucci on Tuesday. It's actually bold to assume that I owe strangers an apology for what was written to my woman. He went on to say that Arike plans on speaking on the matter this Friday, which is today, on her podcast. We didn't have to wait too long to hear her thoughts. She took to Instagram the same day with the question. So if I was to say at Solomon underscore Bucci is not the most handsome or the most intelligent man, would that make us even? And that's where the saga ends so far, at least until today. Um, hmm, thoughts, anyone? Sounds like, sound like a compliment to me. I mean, if it's, and if it's factual, it's factual. Exactly. And uh, she don't seem to be on this stuff. You know, so, so, you know, folks, just like the, especially the folks on the internet, 
you know, just like to find things to nitpick at. Mm-hmm. You know, is this girl and this woman, he's going to marry her. You know what I mean? Many men could say, yeah, my girl is not the most beautiful person in the world as far as where society says a beauty standard should be. And I'm pretty sure that's what he's, um, you know, evaluating her beauty as, what society says um, a beauty standard should be. She ain't the most smartest lady. That lady they ain't smart. Thank you. Um, but she's the one that I choose. So I don't see why these people are giving him a hard time. I don't see why they're giving him a hard time either, naturalist. And let's be honest. There are women who have come out and say, oh, my husband, he ugly as heck, but he loved the life out of me. I've heard women describe their husbands like that. So what's the problem? And the truth is they're ugly. I have seen, well, what we would consider unattractive. Let, let me take that word ugly out. What we'd consider not the most appealing to look at, not handsome. I have seen them. And the woman is right. So why is it if the man says his wife is not beautiful, the most beautiful, there is a problem? Because at the end of the day, beauty really lies on the inside. And I'm sure it's what he's found her qualities. That's what's beautiful to him. But looking at her face, she may not be the most beautiful person to look at. You know, it's funny when you're when you're ugly, you know, you actually stay ugly all your life. When you're quote unquote beautiful, then you get ugly. Mm-hmm. And then you have more problems because you're no longer <laughs> you're no, no longer what you used to be. Yes. Yeah, so I used to call myself back in the days the black and ugly uh ninja cat, you know, when all used to be named ninja cats and uh yeah. I have never looked at myself in the mirror and considered myself to be beautiful. I never have and I never will because I know what I'm looking at. And I would never expect anybody, oh my God, you're so beautiful because I know what I'm looking at. I'm not dumb. And if somebody looks at me and tells me, oh my gosh, you're the most beautiful woman, I'd be like, two middle fingers up to you because I know you're lying. Well, you need to stop that right now. No, woman, you're beautiful. You need to stop that right (laughs) now. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, how you am I going to be to stop that right now? If you don't think you're beautiful, something is wrong. So you need to stop that. Every yeah, person yeah. on this earth need to look in a mirror and say that they're beautiful to themselves. Period, point blank. Absolutely. If they want absolutely. to, absolutely. No. I, I, everyone. No, Ev- everyone. I have a different outlook. I, I guess I'm realistic because the truth is this, Javet. This is how I look at it. I might look at myself and say, oh my gosh, you're the most beautiful person in the world or you're beautiful. And then when I step outside the confines of my home, a thousand people are saying, girl, bye, sit several seats down. You're not. It beautiful. doesn't matter. That's the point. That's, exactly. that's, but that's the reality. For the what I, the re- no. But what I need to work on, I think what I need to work on is my character, my characteristics. Am I a good person? Mm-hmm. That is what I think is what will make me shine. Not the fa- because beauty fades, the facial fades, the body goes away, but it's what's on the inside, and I think that's what we need to be more focused on. Not, but I think when Javed is saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean when Javed's saying, Look at yourself in the mirror and say you're beautiful, it's not just the physical that we're looking at in the mirror and saying we're beautiful in the morning, we're looking into ourselves spiritually, we're looking at ourselves, we're looking through ourselves. It's not just the physical, mm-hmm. you are a beautiful human being beautiful exterior beautiful interior and if i have to wake up every morning and tell you that then that's what i'll do for the rest of my life no please so don't let you understand that don't when people tell you i won't do that but do that's it. my point do it i will um, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, one of the points, monday when i come on point, the stage 
I'm gonna the say next, women, the you're beautiful. Thing. I would block all of y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> say no it. way, Javette. One of the things she said is that when people tell her that she's the most beautiful person in the world, she gives them two middle fingers. Stop that. Stop blocking blessings. If that person compliments you and sees you as beautiful, you say thank you, you push on. Whether you believe them or not, just thank you and push on. Don't do don't 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 disregard what they're saying. Even if you think it's crap, don't and stop thinking it's crap. Just take it and push on. Don't try and compartmentalize if it's real or not. Just take it and keep it pushing. That's why we have so much depression in this world. Because people are paying. Wait, you need to bring Chief up because get Chief is going to tell me I'm Wait, beautiful. But look, oh my gosh, okay, hold on, come Chief, tell us how hold beautiful, on, beautiful. Hold on, hold on, don't move, don't move from there. Buddy. I brought him up. I brought him up. Okay, I brought him up. But don't move. Everybody, sit still. I gotta. <laughs> I can't believe it's almost twelve o'clock already. Ain't nobody move. Don't nobody say a word. <laughs> don't even twitch your nose. All right. Oh my gosh! This is this is I, you know what? I'm glad this article came up, right? I really am glad. But um, it's that time, folks, for QMC Radio and JanoRadio.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online twenty four seven. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you were tuned in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. See you Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern when we do it all over again where it's great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful day and weekend. Whatever you do, Wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe.